Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Telepathy by Dash 91830 Chapter 01 Murphy groans as he reaches over with his hand to switch the alarm clock off. He might like going to school but hates waking up so early for that. It is really necessary though. There is simply no other choice for him. The school is a bit far from his house and he has to leave early if he wants to get there in time. He quickly gets into the shower stall and showers as quickly as he could. Then Murphy brushes his teeth. The boy also looks for something to wear to school while he does so. Despite being able to afford it, he isn't picky about what he wears. Once done, he quickly puts his clothes on. Then he checks to see if he's packed everything properly. Satisfied that he has, he goes into the living room where his parents are waiting for him. His dad is sitting at the table while his mom is in the kitchen, cooking breakfast. Like usual, Murphy's father is reading the morning newspaper. Murphy believes he's got his nerdy side from his dad but the truth is he would have ended up as a dork on his own anyway. His dad also being one is merely a coincidence, and not a cause or anything like that. Hey, honey, his mom says to him as she places a plate of waffles down at the table. How's school lately? Did you make any new friends? He sighs to himself. Not this conversation again. I know that transferring schools in your senior year can be very rough, but you can still try to find someone to hang out with. No need to be alone all the time, you know? Just think about it. It is one of the very rare occasions when Murphy thinks that his mom is boring. Extremely rare. Most of the time she is charismatic and interesting to talk to, especially when she is bragging about how she bagged his dad. Mom, thank you for worrying about me, but I'm fine. You have nothing to worry about, Murphy tells her. I can be on my own. I don't need friends or anything like that. He then starts to eat the waffles, not wanting to talk to her about his high school life anymore. He loves her but can't stand it when she tells him he needs to get out there and meet some new people and make some friends, when he would rather be reading something at home, in his warm little bedroom. That's just who he is. His father then says, I think your mom is right on this though. Making his eyes go wide in surprise. Murphy can't believe his dad would say that he needs to get out more. The middle-aged man is as much of an introvert as he is, and he too didn't have any friends back in high school. I missed a lot of chances to make friends when I was your age. Don't make the same mistakes as I did. It would be good for you to have some friends you can still hang out with after it is all over. Murphy sighs. Thanks, but it won't be good for me, because I like it better when I'm alone. He tells both of them. I don't need other people in my life. I just want to read and do my homework and watch TV. That's all. Having some friends is only going to be a waste of my time. A girlfriend is a completely different subject though. That I won't mind having one, but it would be a long time before I can get any. And then he is back to eating the waffles again. He is eating quickly now, wanting to get to school ahead of time. Every introvert says then before they meet someone. His mother says, Take your dad, for example. He was a total geek just like you. I mean, he still is a geek, 
but you get my point. His father flushes slightly and Murphy snickers. I dropped several hints but he didn't think that a cheerleader like me could want him and failed to pick them up. That's why I ended up slipping a drug into his orange juice and taking him to the closet where I deflowered him. It was the perfect first date. She says to her son with a smile, recalling that wonderful, distant memory. Sometimes Murphy would let himself wonder if his mom is a little insane or something to brag about raping his dad, but he never asked her that. That does sound very romantic. The sardonic boy says with a roll of his eyes. But I'm not going to drug anyone like you drugged dad though. The idea of it just doesn't appeal to me. He then quickly eats the rest of his waffles and waits for his mom and dad to do the same, so that he could wash the dishes before his mom drives him to school. She always takes him there on her way to work. Just remember what I said. Try not to be alone all of the time. She says to him as he leaves the car and walks up to the school building. Murphy has told her countless times that he would try his best, and always did. It just never worked. A few girls thought he is cute but don't want to have any meaningful, long-term relationship with him. He is just a loser they want to fuck once and then throw away, like a used Kleenex. That's what they said to him. Murphy wants to save himself for someone who sees him as more than that. He gets to the library and sits down by himself. There, he pulls an old novel out from his backpack and then starts to read. It is a very interesting one, one that he's reread several times already. Murphy just can't stop coming back to it. He peruses through the pages and hums to himself, feeling content with the peace and quiet of the library. He's only been here a week, but it is already his favorite place in the school, and the second place doesn't even come close in his mind. Not by a long shot. There is nowhere else he would rather spend time before classes start. Suddenly, someone else sits down on the chair opposite him. Hey, cutie, the person says, making him look up in surprise. No girl has ever called him a cutie before. Even the very few ones who wanted to just hook up made it clear that he is below them. He is even more surprised to see how beautiful the girl who just called him cute is. She is a very pretty black-haired girl named Rachel. Rachel is on the track and field team, and the school's second fastest female sprinter, with a personal record of 13.94 seconds for the 100-meter sprint. H.H. Hi! He stammers out, still feeling shaken by the beautiful girl who is now coyly batting her eyelashes at him. He couldn't believe this. Murphy has been objectified before a few times, but this is the first time someone has ever looked at him this way. Your name is Rachel, right? She nods. I'm Murphy. I just transferred here last week, so I haven't gotten to talk with a lot of people yet. Would you mind showing me around? Murphy curses his trembling voice for making him sound like an idiot in front of the raven-haired beauty. Rachel giggles. You don't need to try to flirt with me. I'll do all the flirting. She tells him boldly, and he flushes. I'll also treat you to dinner tonight, so just call your parents and tell them that you have a date with one of the most popular girls in school. Murphy is shocked by how bold she is but also can't help feeling a little turned on. He has always secretly desired a dominant girl to tell him what to do. The way she just told him he is going on a date with her instead of asking is just so hot. He quickly yanks his phone out of his pocket and calls his mom to tell her a girl just asked him out. Murphy only has to wait a few seconds before she excitedly tells him to say yes. The boy then switches his phone off and shyly tells Rachel, I'll go on the date with you. He then glances aside and rubs the back of his neck, trying to hide his blushing face from her. His cheeks are burning up, as red as a tomato now. He really can't hide it when he is feeling shy or embarrassed, and he knows it. Baby, I wasn't asking, Rachel says. My best friend's father is a mob boss. 
I'd have gotten her to help me force you to go out with me if you said no. She then leans over and kisses him on the cheek before leaving the table. Murphy just sits there, stunned at what just happened to him. This is crazy. He has never experienced anything like this at his old school. A part of him is slightly alarmed at how casually she said she could force him to be with her, but then he dismisses it, thinking she is joking. During the homeroom class, he tries to focus on reading but couldn't stop his mind from drifting to Rachel and her smile. Her eyes mesmerized him and seemed to captivate his soul. Murphy realizes with a start that he has never been affected in this way by any girl before. It's why he is still a virgin. That and the fact that no other girl had ever expressed genuine interest in him. They all either saw him as a geek, the sort of guy you're just friends with, or a guy to have a one-night stand with. No one ever asked, or rather, told him to go on a date with her. At the end of the day, Rachel leads him to the parking lot, where her Porsche is waiting. He gasps, making her smirk as she opens the door for him. Then she gets behind the steering wheel and tells him to buckle up, before driving off to a little restaurant not too far away. All the way there she charms Murphy with various anecdotes and begins to win him over with her magnetic smile. He is dazzled by her soothing, honey-like voice and finds himself unable to look away. It also helps her that she is wearing a tight t-shirt that shows off her toned arms. I lift weights a lot, she says to him and flexes her arm, showing off her firm muscles. He blushes, even more smitten now when she gives him a very roguish smirk. She knows exactly how to charm him and is switching her cool charisma up to the maximum. It is the first date that Murphy has ever been on in his entire life, and he finds that it is far less scary than he thought it would be. All he has to do is stay calm, listen to her talk and tell her about himself. What do you like doing in your spare time? Rachel asks him, interested. I like reading science fiction novels a lot, he tells her, hoping she wouldn't think he's a dork. He is relieved when she just smiles. I also go for walks too when I have time and want some fresh air, but mostly I prefer staying indoors. But now I think I'll start going to your track practice and to watch you race. I've been told you are the best sprinter here. Really can't wait to see how fast you can go. At this she starts chuckling and he frowns. What is it? Did I say something wrong? Murphy asks her. Nothing, she says. It's just that there is another girl who is even faster than I am. She's the one I told you about whose dad is a mafia boss. I'll have to introduce you to her later. Rachel is feeling extremely happy today. It has been a few days since she and the new boy went out together. He is very cute, and she feels that he might really be the one for her, even though they've only been on two dates, the first one being their dinner at the rustic restaurant, and the second being a trip to the cinema the day after. Now she is thinking about where to go with him next. There are so many ideas going through her head, and she tries to come up with the best one. She wants to get into his pants as quickly as possible, so somewhere very romantic where she can woo him and seduce Murphy right out of his clothes. She is far more sexually experienced than her best friend Sophia, who is still technically a virgin. Technically, since even though she never had a cock in her pussy, Sophia has given blowjobs to all five of her ex-boyfriends. Her ex-boyfriends were all assholes she only dated to increase her popularity, as she told Rachel several times. Rachel always told her that she doesn't need to rely on them, because Sophia is already very popular on her own as captain of the track team and a very beautiful redhead. Both of the girls are much more experienced than Murphy though, because he never even got as far as holding hands before he met Rachel. A crazy idea suddenly occurs to Rachel. She finds an empty water bottle and then takes her skirt and panties off. Then she sets it on the ground, 
with her shaved pussy just above it. Rachel then starts urinating into the water bottle. She pisses inside it for ten seconds and then screws the lid back on it tightly. Her face has a devilish grin on it as she thinks of what she just did and is now about to do. It would be perfect. Her innocent new boyfriend would never suspect a damn thing. Just thinking of it makes her cackle. Then she goes to her bathroom and quickly takes a shower and brushes her teeth. Once done, the girl puts some of her favorite clothes on. Her parents have already left for work so she eats breakfast for herself and jogs to school like she and Sophia usually do. Sophia and Rachel have been best friends since the age of eight. They have always been as thick as thieves. Nearly inseparable, as far as their parents are all concerned. The two of them did practically grow up together, after all. Sophia's dad is a ruthless mobster, and the only person he cares about, other than his wife and children, is Rachel, since she is his daughter's best friend. When she arrives at school, Murphy is already there, getting a book from his locker. He stuffs it in his backpack and closes the locker. Seeing his girlfriend, Murphy gives her a brilliant smile with slightly tinged cheeks. Hey, baby, he says to her. Murphy closes his eyes and puckers his lips, and Rachel leans in to peck him gently. He squeals and she is lost in his cuteness. The boy is so damn adorable and she can't help it. She has never seen a boy this cute before. It's not really his face but the way he acts, his expressions and body language. I got you something, she says to him as she hands him the water bottle. It's tea. I made it myself. The second part is true, at least. She can feel her panties getting damp as she thinks about what she is going to see in just a few seconds now. Why don't you drink it now and tell me what you think of it, honey? Her eyes look so innocent that no one would suspect anything, even if they were told what she is capable of. She has gotten away with a lot of pranks in the past due to her innocent looks. Sure, baby. Murphy replies and then unscrews the lid. It smells putrid since it is literally piss, but he doesn't know that. He drinks it and is surprised by how salty it is, but since he is no expert on tea, he assumed that there is a blend of tea which is this salty. It does taste pretty good to him, though. He smiles at her brightly. I love it, he says to her. Rachel smiles, inwardly giggling at how fun it is, duping her adorable boyfriend into swallowing her piss. This is really delicious. What blend is it, Rachel? Rachel could barely keep a straight face when she says, That's a secret, honey. I don't want you getting it from anyone but me. He raises his eyebrows at this but doesn't say anything else as the two head off to their homeroom classes. He does feel that it tastes weird but it's still delicious to Murphy. The boy takes a couple more sips and Rachel has to try to contain her giggles. She couldn't believe he is so easy to fool. Oh this is going to be a very fun day, for her at least. I'll make you more whenever you want, baby. Thanks, Rachel, he says sweetly and the two of them part for homeroom once he reaches his classroom. Rachel grins to herself and walks towards her own homeroom, where she spends the next twenty minutes grinning like a mad cat. This is easily the best day of her life so far. It is even better than the time she got gang-banged for the first time on the day after her 18th birthday, and that was really awesome, with getting a cum shower at the very end. It was just perfect, and still not as wonderful as what just happened minutes ago. In her first period after homeroom, she sees Sophia walking in. The redhead is a little bit taller than her but has a much bigger ass than Rachel and any other girl in the school. Her thighs are also very powerful. Sophia is the fastest girl on the track and field team, holding the school record of 12.61 seconds. She is also very talented at sucking cocks. All her ex-boyfriends were very satisfied, but she wasn't, 
not because they were lacking in the sex department but since they were all jerks, whose only good was to make her look good when out with them. Hey! What's up? Sophia asks her best friend and gives her a hug. Sophia is not only a great athlete but she possesses the rare power of telepathy as well. She has always been able to read other people's thoughts and, with practice, influence their feelings. But the girl doesn't like to use these powers very much since they make her feel like she is violating other people's privacy. No one knows about her abilities since she fears being thought of as a freak. The girl want a life as normal as possible, which is already hard enough with her dad and brother being gangsters. No need to draw more attention with her psychic abilities. Well, I met this really cute guy a few days ago. Rachel begins. Sophia smiles and prompts her to go on. He's really adorable. I'm not going to introduce him to you though since I'm afraid you might want to suck his dick. You enjoy sucking cocks a lot, don't you? Sophia just smirks at her friend shamelessly. Yes, Sophia sucked a lot of dicks and she always enjoyed it. Rachel knows about the five guys she dated. Sophia also gave blowjobs to several college boys during summer, and Rachel knows that too. The ginger loves nothing more than feeling a hard cock expand and then ejaculate in her mouth and down her throat. She has yet to try real sex though, and her cunt is still untouched. Sophia normally doesn't like using her telepathy powers but right now she is very curious, probing into her friend's mind. The gangster's daughter nearly gasps when she can see the shy boy with a coquettish grin on his innocent face. He really is adorable, she thinks to herself. Then Sophia goes in deeper and is shocked to see Rachel pissing inside a water bottle, and then a memory of her giving that bottle to the same boy. So what's his name? She asks Rachel, not wanting to seem suspicious. She might have never told her about the powers she was born with, but Rachel isn't dumb. She might figure it out one day. All right, fine. I'll tell you, Rachel says after Sophia subtly influences her mood. But only because you are my closest friend. You better not start getting any ideas about sucking this guy's cock. She pauses, waiting for Sophia to nod and give the requested promise. His name is Murphy. He just transferred a week ago. Then she asks, What about your week, Sophia? Sucked any new cock this week? I know how much you enjoy drinking warm semen. Sophia snickers, not at all offended by this. It is the truth, after all. Not this week, no. I just spent most of it babysitting Shane. Shane is Sophia's five years old brother. Sophia is fiercely protective of the boy. He is one of the very few people she deeply cares about, along with her parents and Rachel. He wanted to stay up and watch Star Wars all night last night, but I told him no and he was a bit upset about it. Rachel winces. She babysat before. Whilst she does love him like he's her own brother, she also knows how difficult tantrums can be to deal with. She feels glad that he is her friend's brother, which means she can just hang out and be cool, and not have to worry about disciplining him. Your parents are away awfully often lately, she remarks. Sophia sighs. You don't have to tell me anything. Just tell me everything is alright. Both of them know that they can't discuss Sophia's dad very much since his life is constantly shrouded in secrecy. It is just a part of being a mob boss, after all. Sophia's dad is nice enough to both of them but they are still under strict orders not to talk too much about what he does and where he is when he goes on his trips around the country. He also doesn't tell them much to begin with, to make sure they don't know anything dangerous. They are okay, I think, she says to her friend and the two then turns to focus on the class as their old teacher starts teaching. During the entire lesson, Rachel couldn't stop thinking about her cute boyfriend. 
Sophia mentally blocks the thoughts from her mind as she does not have to know the sort of perverted ideas that goes on inside her friend's head. They are very creepy and Sophia finds herself feeling sorry for Murphy. Sophia is perverted herself but she never even thought about raping anyone. She never had to since all she ever wanted to do was suck dick and none of her ex-boyfriends and hookups had a problem with that. Rachel is thinking about how she can get Murphy to be hers and the way she could corrupt him. She can't wait to taint him with her dirty, used pussy and defile his innocent cock until he is nothing but her sex slave. Yes, she likes him a lot and that is why she wants to pussy with him, so that he wouldn't be able to get away from her. She wants him to be able to think of nothing but her pussy. Her bald pussy has taken so many cocks inside it but it is still tight enough for a completely virgin cock. The boy has never even gotten a hand job before, except for the ones he gives himself. She can't wait for school to be over so she could stalk the nerdy boy home and break into his place. Then she can rape him until he is totally broken. Murphy is just eating ice cream outside the campus. It is after the end of school and he has about 45 minutes left before his mother arrives to pick him up. His after-school session has just been cancelled and he didn't want to bother her by calling her to come over and pick him up earlier than she would have. She doesn't have a very flexible schedule. As he eats the ice cream, he smiles to himself. Not just because the ice cream is tasty, but also because he has been constantly happy since when he first talked to Rachel three days ago. She is his first girlfriend and he likes her a lot. Suddenly, Murphy sees a little kid run into the street with a loud shriek that is coming from more than a hundred meters away. Without thinking of his own safety, Murphy quickly tosses his ice cream aside and rushes after the much younger boy. He manages to grab him and drag him back to safety just in time as a large truck passes at a high speed. Are you okay? He asks the kid and quickly looks all over the boy, just to check for any bruises that might or might not be there. It was very fast. He managed to pull the boy back before the car arrived but didn't register that. The boy starts crying and Murphy pats his back awkwardly when a redhead he is sure he's seen before rushes over to them. Oh my god, are you okay? She asks the little boy frantically. Then she turns to face Murphy and for just the briefest of moments, her face shows a trace of surprise. You're new, right? I think I've seen you around before. He nods. Thank you so much. This is my little brother, and you just saved him. She then hugs him tightly and Murphy blushes before extracting himself from her strong arms awkwardly. Sophia recognizes him as the nerd that is dating her best friend right now, but she doesn't say anything. The redhead is too busy staring at him, mesmerized by how cute he is. And he's so brave too, from how he ran into the road to save her little brother. She clutches her black leather jacket tightly around her as he says, It's okay. Anyone else would have done the same thing in my place. Murphy looks at the little boy and asks for his name. Once he gets it, he says, I will be right back. You and your sister wait here for me, okay? The redhead mafia princess watches as he dashes towards a nearby candy store and finds herself staring at his ass. He is a slow runner and only intercepted Shane before she did because he was so much closer to him. Of course, she is incredibly grateful and feels something more than that too. Her heart is wildly thumping in her chest as she thinks of how Rachel is so lucky to have this nice and adorable guy. She should have met him first, but Rachel did, and now she is feeling jealous of her best friend. I have a much bigger ass than Rachel's, Sophia thinks to herself bitterly. Murphy runs back to them, smiling as he hands a piece of candy to the still-crying boy. Here, kiddo. You can have it if you stop crying, okay? That gets him to stop crying immediately. 
The much older boy smiles lightly and he tousles the kid's hair as he watches him unwrap and start eating the candy. It's okay. You weren't hit. Just be way more careful next time and don't run into the road again, alright? Shane just nods and goes back to munching on candy. He reminds Murphy of the little cousin he has and feels very protective of. Why don't you thank him, honey? Sophia asks her little brother, who only mumbles a small thank you to Murphy. The tall redhead turns to the boy who just saved her baby brother's life and says, Sorry about this. He could be shy around strangers, but I'm sure that he's really grateful for you saving him. The dork quickly waves it aside. What is your name again? She asks. Truthfully, Sophia already knows it from when she probed into her friend's mind earlier in the day, but she wants to let it unfold slowly, so that she has time to think about what to do. I'm Murphy, he quickly says to her and offers a handshake. She accepts it gracefully and finds herself lusting for him when he glances aside shyly. He is even more adorable than when she saw him in Rachel's head. Sophia is getting so horny already and really wants him. She has never wanted to suck anyone's cock this much. In fact, she even wants to go the full distance with him and finally lose her virginity. He is the sort of guy she wants to do it with. Kind, very sweet and gentle. The boy of her dreams. Well, I'd better get going now. Wait. Sophia says, grabbing his wrist to stop him from leaving. Let me thank you for saving him. He is about to just wave these aside when she says, I can give you a thank you blowjob. I am very good at suck dicks, you know. All of my ex-boyfriends were very happy when dating me. Murphy stares at Sophia in absolute shock, not sure if he heard that correctly or not. You won't believe how good I am at blowjobs. Not unless you let me give you one today. Murphy backs away instinctively his hands now covering his crotch protectively. You are really beautiful and I am very touched by your offer, but I am already dating someone, he tells her. Sophia has to pretend to be surprised, not wanting to reveal anything. I'm sorry but I've to go now. He then heads to the sports field, wanting to say goodbye to Rachel before he goes home. The boy knows she would be there right now since she takes track and field very seriously and always shows up at practice whenever she said she would. At least, that's what she's told him when he asked her about what it's like being on a sports team. Sophia secretly follows him, leaving her brother with a couple of bodyguards after telling them to make sure that he doesn't run off again. She has already practiced during the lunch break and is only there because she wants Rachel to properly introduce them, so that she can worm her way into Murphy's life. She has it so bad for him right now and can't think of anything else other than losing her virginity to the boy. Rachel is her best friend but Sophia is prepared to cross that red line if she can persuade Murphy to be with her. She clenched her fists in anger when she sees Rachel hugging the boy and kissing him on the cheek. Hi baby, the black-haired teen says to Murphy. I'm really glad you could come. She then sees Sophia and tells him. My best friend is right over there. Let me just introduce you to her. Rachel then waves her over and as Murphy turns around to see, he is surprised that it is Sophia sister of the boy he just saved earlier, the ginger who offered to give him a blowjob as a thank you. It is a small world, Murphy thinks to himself. Sophia pretends to be surprised too and exclaims, It is you? Wow. You picked a great guy to go out with, Rachel. Then she throws her arms around Murphy in a massive hug and sends a wave of light jealousy into Rachel's head, making her feel slightly wary of Murphy. She must carefully ruin their relationship with a slow increase in mistrust. I honestly had no idea you are dating my closest friend when we met, Murphy. This is a huge coincidence, isn't it? How did you two get together? She knows that this would make Rachel suspicious of what happened between her and Murphy, 
even though nothing really happened. Rachel stares. Murphy removes himself from Sophia's arm. He smiles awkwardly at her and then at his girlfriend as he rubs the back of his neck. Honey, you two have already met each other? He nods his head. How though? I want to know how you two met each other. Her voice is laced with jealousy and it makes Sophia inwardly smirks as she can detect her friend's frantic thoughts easily. She would have to be careful and not push too quickly though or Rachel might be able to figure out about how she has telepathic powers and has been using them on her. He saved Shane's life. Sophia tells her friend, whose eyes go wide in surprise. She clearly wasn't expecting that one. Shane ran out into the street when the guys who picked him up earlier and then came to pick me up today weren't looking. I was too far away to reach him in time but Murphy was very close by and ran right into the street to grab him, before a massive truck hit him. He is a hero, Rachel. You are so lucky to have him as your boyfriend. She gives her friend a smile that betrays nothing and Rachel relaxes. She hates herself for even momentarily suspecting Sophia, unaware that her best friend is already thinking of sucking her boyfriend's cock and thrusting her virginity on him, stealing him away from Rachel. Rachel smiles at her cute boyfriend. Is that right, sweetie? She asks. Murphy shyly nods and she kisses him on the tip of his nose, making Sophia posed. That was a really brave thing for you to do, honey. I'm so proud of you right now. She means it too. She is really glad to have such a courageous boyfriend, not knowing that he had won over Sophia's heart. He also doesn't know that he is now the mafia princess object of affections. I'd better get home now. My brother has to start doing homework soon. She says to her best friend and the boy she wants. Both of them wave as she leaves. Rachel could still feel an inkling of a bit of jealousy, but she tells herself she has nothing to worry about. Sophia is her best friend, after all. Still, she knows how horny the redhead is. Even though Sophia is still a virgin, she is an expert at giving blowjobs. If she ever wanted Murphy and managed to get her lips around his cock, he would be a goner. You should be careful around her. She decides to warn her boyfriend. I don't want to badmouth Sophia since she is my friend but she is very horny and enjoys sucking dicks. She might try to seduce you and get you to face fuck her. I mean it. Murphy blushes and Rachel assumes that he is just embarrassed from her talking about sex. She has no idea Sophia already offered to suck his dick about five minutes ago when they first met each other by the road. He believes her when she says that Sophia is really horny. He really believes her. Of course, honey. I will never cheat on you though so you don't have anything to worry about. He promises her with a kiss on the lips. I have to get going in half an hour so I'm going to stay here and watch you practice first before I go. I'll try not to distract you. She smiles at him as she goes straight back to her practice and he sits and watches. It is wonderful to see how athletic she is. She is so talented and hardworking, and he can tell, even if he doesn't know a thing about sports, that she is excellent. When he has to leave... He tells her bye and she kisses him gently. Then he gets straight home and jacks off to the image of his girlfriend's strong thighs. Chapter 02 Sophia is feeling very frustrated. It is 6 a.m. and she is at the shooting range with some of the men her father left behind to guard her. Not that she needs any protection. The girl is an excellent shot with her pistol. Right now she is practicing before school, firing multiple rounds into the center of the target getting many bullseye in a row with ease. It is a way for her to vent all of her frustration and anger. Even her bodyguards are impressed with how accurate she is, especially given the fact that she is in a very foul mood right now. 
Her hands remain perfectly steady and her aim as impeccable as it always is. It has been a couple of days since she met Murphy for the first time and she really want him to be hers. Seeing him talk to Rachel makes her upset in many ways. She doesn't like seeing him with another girl, especially her own friend. The fact that she feels this way also makes Sophia feel a little guilty. Just a bit guilty, before she goes right back to thinking about how she can get into his pants. He is too loyal to Rachel to cheat on her willingly, so Sophia has to either break the two of them up first or force him to fuck her. But how can she force him to fuck her though? Gunpoint? Nah, he might not be able to get an erection if she points a Smith and Wesson at his head. She will have to make Rachel paranoia in order to sabotage the two of them. This begs another question of how she can make someone paranoia. Suddenly a perfect plan occurs to her. If she knows more about Murphy than Rachel would expect her to, that could easily trigger suspicion. She would let sit back and watch for a moment as the jealousy slowly consume Rachel. After that, she could take it further, one step at a time. The athletic ginger quickly finishes up her target practice. She then gets back inside the mansion. Sophia heads up to her room to get a shower and change clothes. Then the redhead puts some makeup on and finds her car key. Her dad bought her a Lamborghini as a birthday gift for her the day she got her driving license. She drives over to the school very fast and arrives with 20 minutes left. Most of her teammates are already there and they all greet her respectfully. Sophia nods at them before going off to look for a certain nerd boy. Once she finds Murphy, she corners the boy in the library with a cute smirk on her face. Hi, Murph. Sophia greets him. He says hi back, his face entirely red in embarrassment. Why does he still have to blush like this whenever a girl talks to him? He already has a girlfriend, for goodness sake. Unbeknownst to him, the redhead sprinter is getting into his head to look around for clues about what she can do to make Rachel jealous and steal him away from her. He has always been an open book and hence it is extra easy for her to read his mind. The beautiful Ginger isn't surprised to see that he is a submissive and obeys her best friend. It is pretty obvious from how meek and timid he is. He just couldn't be anything else but a sub, she thinks to herself. She is also surprised to see that he likes tiramisu, just like she does. We now have something in common, Sophia thinks to herself giddily as she slowly eases up on her telepathic activity. She could get tired if she goes in too deep and the exhaustion could show up on her face and make Murphy suspicious. That's the last thing she wants right now. I'd really love to hang out but we both need to get to classes now, he says to her, finally bringing her fully out of her reverie. Sophia nods and the two of them walk to their homeroom classes. She looks at his back longingly as he heads the other way and then goes to her own homeroom class, silently telling herself to keep calm and not worry too much. The redhead might be a bit of a slut with how many cocks she sucked but Rachel is much sluttier. She might even break up with Murphy on her own to go back to whoring around. The morning classes are really boring and she couldn't wait for lunch break to come. When it arrives, Sophia leaves the campus and goes to a bakery store. She buys a tiramisu cake and takes it back to the school. There, she finds her best friend and other teammates sitting at their regular table, with Rachel being teased about her new boyfriend. Kate and In both enjoy ribbing her and Sophia for being slutty with Sophia often protesting that she isn't really a slut since she only ever gave blowjobs, even if many boys have gotten them from her. Hey, Captain! And greets as Sophia joins them at the table. Will you be at after-school practice today? Sophia nods with a light smile on her face. Good. I mean, you don't really need it since you are already extremely fast, but it will be cool to have you with us. She then eats more of her salad while Sophia munches on her banana. 
These girls eat healthy food at every meal to keep themselves in excellent physical condition, not just for sports but to be good in bed. With the sole exception of Sophia, who is the last virgin left on the team, they have all fucked many guys. Did you know that Rachel's got a new boy toy now? Kath asks her. Sophia just gives another nod and a slightly forced smile as she thinks about her friend and Murphy together. How long do you think it would be before she fucks him? I'd say only about a week, given how loose she is. And snickers at his. You are a bit of a whore too, aren't you, Sophia? Sophia chuckles lightly. She only sucked cocks and never rode any, but her friends still call her a whore for it. Rachel told Sophia that Murphy has never gotten even a kiss before he started dating her, much less a blowjob from a girl. It makes Sophia determined to be the first girl to touch his cock. He isn't just a boy toy, Rachel tells her friends. I seriously like Murphy a lot and am serious with him. She can tell that her teammates don't believe her, and they have a good reason. The raven-haired beauty did fuck over thirty guys in the three months after she turned eighteen. Anyway, he wants to wait until we have been dating for some time before sleeping with me, and I can respect that. He is still a virgin. Losing virginity is a big deal for every boy. I want it to be a special experience for him because I care. Just be gentle with him, Sophia says to her closest friend, making both Kath and in giggle. You'd be popping his cherry after all. Actually, you know what? I really think that you wait for a bit of time, Rachel. Wait until the two of you have developed strong feelings for each other first so that it would be a more meaningful experience. And is frowning at this, and so is Kath, but neither of them ever speak against her. Sophia is the one in charge of their posse, after all. She always has been for a very long time now, and that won't change anytime soon. I don't think so. He might agree with you because he wants to wait, but I do not want to wait. If he tries to make me wait, I will rape him. Rachel tells her and the two other girls, all of whom now gasp in shock. They just couldn't believe what they heard. My mom did roofie my dad when they were in school together so maybe it's just time I do the same thing with Murphy. He is my boyfriend so I have the right to fuck him whenever I want to. While and is a little apprehensive, Kath just nods in agreement. Exactly. Our boyfriend's bodies belong to us, Rachel. You don't need to have his consent. Just slip something into his water and tie him up while he's out. Then fuck him when he wakes up, she says to Rachel. I did it to my boyfriend just a week ago. His loser parents told him that sex is sinful and all that shit, and he seemed to kind of believe it, so I just raped him. He was so cute when he begged me to stop. Rachel and Kath high-five as Sophia and then roll their eyes. They know just how entitled Kath feels with regards to her boyfriend. Don't use drugs, there's going to be evidence of it in his system. Melissa, another girl on the team who is at the table with them pipes up. What I did when my boyfriend wouldn't put out is tell him I would spread rumors about him having a tiny cock. Blackmail is so much better since there is no trace of it left behind. Kath looks surprised to see that Melissa also had to resort to rape. He used to be willing but then I kind of cheated on him. Melissa says in response to the questioning look she just got. Sophia spends the rest of lunch listening to her friends debate the best way to rape a boy and get away with it. It is a very interesting conversation but she has to get to class soon and does not want to be late, so the redhead quickly finishes her meal and leaves before any of them does. She gets to the next class and spends the rest of the school day mooning over Murphy. Once school is over, Sophia heads straight home at once and is surprised to see her dad is back. He did say he would be gone for at least a week or two. Hey, honey. The seasoned mafia boss says to his daughter, hugging her and kissing her forehead gently. 
She is one of the very few people he has ever been affectionate with, along with his wife and son. Did anything happen while I was away? Sophia now has a distressed look on her face as she thinks about how to talk to him about this. It is the first time she has ever been in love and she needs someone to help her figure out what she should do next. Tell me what it is. I know from the look on your face that something's up. I'm in love with a guy but he is dating Rachel. Sophia says. Her father exhales. If it was some other guy I would have just had someone kidnap him, but how can I do that when Murphy is my best friend's boyfriend? She looks up at her father and continues. I have to work out a way to make the two of them break up. That is the only way. I can't live without him. I only met him a few days ago but I know I need Murphy so much. He is the only boy I have ever loved. She then gets up from her seat. I had someone tail him to his house. I'll go there right now. I need to just see him. She drives over to Murphy's house. It is now dark and she silently picks the lock on his front door. The girl quietly goes into his house and finds his bedroom. Sophia then picks that lock and sneaks in to grab a chair. The redhead sits down in a corner and watches Murphy sleep, feeling very peaceful as she watches him slumber in his bed. Then the raven-haired beauty grabs the water bottle and starts urinating into it in front of Sophia. Wow, you really are one crazy bitch, you know that? That is some really messed up stuff, bitch. This just makes her best friend lightly smile. That night, while Rachel is snoring in bed, Sophia sneaks out of the room. She goes into the living room where the water bottle is. Creeping as quietly as she can, Sophia takes it and then pours the content into the toilet. She then washes it in the kitchen. After that, the redhead removes her pajamas bottoms and urinates inside the bottle. Sophia is now quickly replacing Rachel's piss with her own, filling it up as quickly as her best friend did before they went to sleep. Then she sets the water bottle back where she found it and goes back to the bedroom, slipping under the covers. The rest of the night, she feels constant arousal from what she just did. It turns her on so much to think that tomorrow, instead of drinking Rachel's piss, he'd be drinking hers. Sophia couldn't stop the stream of juices flowing out of her pussy. She can only hope Rachel's nose isn't good enough to pick up the scent, since she is leaking a lot. Her hairy cunt is on fire right now, throbbing with need. But she can't just go to the boy's house and rape him. Not while he is still dating Rachel. It's just not right to her. She has to break them up first. When the girls wake up, Rachel rubs her tired eyes. Right now Sophia is hanging out over at Rachel's place. She usually comes here to hang out and play poker with her and a few other friends, but right now it is just the two of them here alone, as Rachel's parents are out of town. Sophia is pouring some vodka from the bottle that her friend swiped from a cabinet. They usually don't drink often since it can impact their athletic performance. Once a week is fine though, and today is a Thursday. Both of them only have a few classes on Friday, being free for half of the day. That's why the duo feel okay with drinking today. I want to tell you something, Rachel says to her. It's about what I have been doing to Murphy. Sophia knows exactly what her black-haired friend is about to say. She has read Rachel's mind before and is doing it right now. Rachel is about to tell her about doing something which Sophia already knows she did. I like to piss in a water bottle and give it to him, saying that it's tea. It turns me on so much seeing him drink my pee at school without even knowing what he is doing. She looks very giddy as she shared this information with the ginger. No way! Sophia exclaims, pretending to be surprised by this. I refuse to believe you actually did that. Unless you can do it in front of me right now, I just can't believe it. Rachel just takes her booty shorts and panties off, revealing her bald pussy. 
she prefers to shave, unlike Sophia, who is growing a massive bush right above her cunt. She can handle alcohol, but not as well as Sophia. Sophia only has a tiny bit of headache, whereas Rachel is experiencing a full-blown hangover. Hey, did I tell you something weird last night? She asks Sophia. The athletic redhead smirks. Realization dawns on Rachel, whose pretty face rapidly pales in terror. Oh no, no, no. She mumbles and runs her hands through her hair. I couldn't have possibly told you that. No way. I didn't get that drunk, did I? I couldn't have. It's impossible. Relax, Rachel. You told me everything last night. She says. Sophia deeply enjoys the look of terror on her best friend's face and continues, milking it. I heard you say that you pissed into a bottle and told Murphy it is tea, to trick him into drinking your piss. That was a cool move, by the way. You made it so that everywhere he goes, he is forced to take you with him. Or at least, a part of you that he drank. It is kind of romantic, in my opinion. I think you should keep on doing it to him. Tell him what you did when the two of you are more secure. You really don't think I'm a disgusting pig for doing this? Rachel asks with a large amount of disbelief in her voice. Sophia has always had a reliable moral compass, despite being the daughter of a powerful mobster. The redhead nods and her raven-haired best friend hugs her tightly. Oh, thank you so much. I am really glad we're still cool. She says to Sophia. I'm sure if I told Kath and they wouldn't be so understanding of me. You really are the best friend that anyone could ever hope for. If you ever have any problems, you can let me know, okay? Yeah, of course. Sophia says. I doubt you will think of me as a friend if you knew that I'm planning to suck your boyfriend's dick, she thinks to herself in a snarky tone, hiding a mischievous grin from her face. Come on. You go and take a shower first. I'll shower right after and we can go to school together. Rachel nods and then goes to the huge bathroom. She is almost as well off as Sophia. Both of them are much richer than Murphy's family is. They still go to a public school since their families want them to get to know some poorer people and be more humble. After Rachel is done showering, she brushes her teeth and gets out of the bathroom, putting her clothes on. Sophia now goes into shower and brush her teeth. Soon she is done and the girls have a light breakfast together, before Rachel drives them to school. Both of them are very beautiful and popular, and a lot of boys in their years stare at them longingly. Neither of them pay any attention though. Rachel might have in the past, but now she is dating Murphy, and Sophia is in love with the same boy, so no one else matters to her. Hi, baby. Murphy greets Rachel with a peck on the cheek. Sophia glares but he and her friend do not notice, since they are too engrossed by each other. He then notices her and smiles. Hey, good to see you too, Sophia. Murphy says in a cheerful tone, and she forces herself to smile back, hiding the insane jealousy she is feeling now. She reads his mind and finds that he doesn't have a clue about her romantic feelings for him. It is good, since she already has a plan worked out and is going to use it soon but it won't work if he has suspicions. Good to see you, Sophia replies with a little grin. She watches as Rachel hands him the water bottle and he drinks. The boy is totally oblivious as to what he is really gulping down. Rachel thinks it is her piss but it is actually Sophia's urine and she is the only one who knows that. Watching her best friend's boyfriend drink her pee in front of her best friend is just such a massive turn on. She can't believe she managed to pull something like this off and without a tiny bit of suspicion, no less. Neither of them are aware of what Murphy is drinking. Do you like the taste? Rachel asks. She has a smirk on her face, thinking she pulled wool over his eyes, when Sophia pulled it over hers. 
Sophia's crotch is starting to throb with desire as she watches the boy she loves gulp down her salty piss in front of her and his girlfriend, who is also her best friend. The naughtiness of what is happening is arousing her a great deal, and she can feel her nectar gushing into her already damp panties. Her cunt has never been so moist before. It is very soaked and getting wetter by the second. Once Murphy is finished drinking it, he says, I love it, sweetie. Both girls are secretly thrilled, but only one of them actually have a reason to be so. Rachel had a reason to be happy a few times ago since she did successfully get him to drink her piss before and Murphy did tell her he enjoys the taste, but now it is all Sophia's piss. The redhead's hairy pussy spasms as she thinks about how it must have felt for Murphy merely seconds ago when her urine slid down his throat in that massive gulp. He is hers down, even if he doesn't know it. The rest of the day goes by very quickly for them. Rachel wants to drag her new boyfriend into a closet to jerk him off but Murphy doesn't want to risk them getting caught. She is frustrated and seriously considering raping him like some of her other friends did to their boyfriends and bragged about doing. It is a very appealing idea, but the girl is worried he might not take it well so soon into the relationship. If she is going to rape him, she should wait until their relationship is more serious and she can count on his forgiveness. When she gets home, she does all her homework. Sophia might drink a lot and have sucked many cocks, but she can be a good girl too when it comes to her grades. Her bad side is just more clear to see. Those perfect lips of her have had so many dicks sliding past them and her tongue have licked multiple balls ever since she turned 18, but she has never let her sexual appetite get in the way of maintaining her excellent performance in both academics and sport. She has always had her priority right, knowing she can't spend her life doing nothing but giving blowjobs, even if the idea is a huge turn-on for her. Her father returns from work early and gives her a hug. Have you thought of a way out for your little problem yet? He asks Sophia. His daughter, who got her flaming mane of red hair from him, just nods. Good. What is it? You can move on and find a single boy. That would be the perfect solution. Rachel has been your friend for so long and a boy might not be worth throwing that friendship away over. Ruthless gangster that he is, he still values friendship a great deal and considers it to be one of the few things more important than money. I'm going to get her to hand him over to me on a platter. Sophia tells her dad with nothing but confidence in her voice. Her father looks at her in surprise, not sure if he heard her right. I already have a perfect plan to make that happen. She will let me have him. All I will have to do is use one of my many talents and Murphy will be mine before he knows it. You can just start to prepare yourself. I will be giving you a son-in-law soon. She then goes into her bathroom to take a shower singing in the shower stall as she cleans herself up. The redhead is in an excellent mood today as she knows perfectly well what she is going to do next. Sophia has never been happier. She has thought of a foolproof plan that will definitely work. Tomorrow, she will get Murphy's dick inside her and Rachel will not be able to do anything to stop her from getting it. Her friend will be able to do nothing at all. She will make damn sure of it. It is 4 p.m. and Murphy is now at Sophia's house along with her and Rachel. The girls are playing a poker game together while he sits next to them, reading his book. Murphy has never been into card games. He knows that he'd lose all his money if he played with them so he just opted to sit there and wait for them to be done with the game, after one of them decides that she had enough of it. That doesn't seem like it would come anytime soon though, since both girls are clearly very immersed in it. Murphy couldn't believe how casually they are betting $100 in some of the rounds. They are so much wealthier than he is. Sophia could read his thoughts, and she only reads Rachel's. 
The tall redhead knows exactly what cards her friend is holding right now and glances down at her own cards with a smile. I want to up the stakes a little. Sophia tells her best friend, who listens intently. If you win this round, you'd get $500. But if I win, I get your boyfriend as my sex slave for today. Murphy will have to do anything I say in front of you. She has an evil little smirk on her pretty face as she says this, looking like a villain after making such a bold proposal to her best friend. With things like this, being blunt is the best move. Murphy couldn't believe it. What did you just say? He asks her. I will not be your sex slave. No way. He then turns to Rachel, who is equally stunned by her best friend's words. Please don't accept that bet, baby. I don't want to cheat on you. Just say no. Don't accept it. What if she wins? Murphy looks at his girlfriend pleadingly, hoping she'll just reject the offer and end the game right there before it could get any more inappropriate than it already is, what was Sophia's lewd idea. He has to get out of here really fast, before it goes wrong. At the same time, Rachel is thinking of her idea her friend just suggested. It is a crazy one, but she is sure she can win. She has a very good hand. Plus, Rachel really wants $500 and it is clouding her judgment just like Sophia knows that it would. I accept, she says, then reveals her hand. A full house. What about you? Show me what you got. Rachel is supremely confident. She usually wins when they play poker. Sophia is good too, but Rachel somehow has better luck than the ginger and always ends up with the slightly better cards than her. Sophia also knows that most of the time Rachel has better luck than her, but not today. With a smirk on her face, Sophia reveals her hand. Four of a kind, she tells her friend, grinning like a Cheshire cat. You accepted the bet so pay up now. Your cute boyfriend is now my sex slave and I want to suck his cock and fuck him in front of you. I want you to watch him and I lose our virginities to each other. He is going to let me fuck him here like I want him to, because he is my slave now and has no other choice but to obey. Murphy looks at Rachel with alarm on his face. She is shocked too, clearly not expecting to lose when she agreed to the bet. He looks at Sophia angrily, only for her to smirk lecherously back at him. Murphy turns back to plead with his girlfriend. You can renege on it. It isn't like she can anything about this. Tell her you won't let her do me. He then whirls back around to confront Sophia. I'm not an object. You two just agreed to this bet without considering what I said. I explicitly said no and refused to be a chip in your game, but you ignored me. Rachel finally snaps out of it. She glares at Sophia. The raven-haired beauty can't believe it. It wasn't a serious bet. She tries to say in a trembling voice. There is no way you'll be getting to deflower my boyfriend. That is for me and me alone to do. Then she says to Murphy. Don't worry, sweetie. I am not letting her touch your cock. After that, she is back to talking to the ginger again. You couldn't possibly have thought I would let you have sex with him now, did you? Let's just forget about it and play another round already. No more insane bets like this one but I was truly serious when I made the bet. Sophia informs her in a cold voice. So you have to let me fuck him here and now. Rachel stares at her. She is aghast at the very thought of her boyfriend losing his virginity to Sophia instead of her. It is horrifying to even think about that happening. If you do not allow it, then I will stop being your friend. Let me fuck him, or we will no longer be friends anymore, Rachel. It is your choice now. Make it already. This is a huge gamble and Sophia knows that it could go wrong, so she reads Rachel's mind. Rachel is giving in, she realizes. With a sigh, the black-haired bombshell turns to her boyfriend. 
Honey, Sophia is my best friend and I don't want to lose her, so can you please just have sex with her and make her happy? She asks him in a bleak voice. Murphy stares at her in shock. If you love me you will do it. Do what she asks you to, or I am breaking up with you. This is going even better than Sophia dreamed of. She had never thought it would be so easy before. Her friend is handing him over on a silver platter now. Fine, Murphy says to Rachel. But I am only doing this because I love you. He then walks over to Sophia, his thick thin legs shaking. She suddenly grabs his hair and smashes her lips against his in a fiery kiss. He tries to pull away then remembers what his girlfriend just told him to do. Let Sophia do what she wants. So he only stands there and allows her to ravage his mouth with her tongue. Then she unzips his pants and take it and his boxers off, revealing his already stiffening tool. She wraps her fingers around the rod and strokes it, feeling how hard it is in her hand. He moans and she smirks. Sophia then gets down on her knees in front of him. I've sucked much bigger cocks than yours, Murphy. But you are the only one I will ever allow in my pussy. She says to him before she starts licking the underside of his prick. Murphy tenses up as he feels her wrap her skilled tongue around his cock and then sucks it into her mouth, expertly sliding her full lips to the base of his erection. She has sucked many cocks before and is a consummate expert in the field. Her blowjobs have been the best that many boys at their school ever got. Sophia's dick-sucking lips work him, and he is soon subconsciously thrusting into her mouth. Without three minutes, the very experienced girl brings him off and forces Murphy to blow his load in her waiting mouth. She swallows the first rope and then withdraws his cock, making him spray the rest of his jism on her face. He drenches her cheeks, glazing Sophia's beautiful face with his warm cum Sophia grins as he cakes her with his seed, the warm baby batter splattering all over her. Her gorgeous face is now entirely glazed in his cum, and she looks ecstatic about it. She then pushes him down onto her bed and mounts him. Yanking off her booty shorts, she reveals her hairy pussy to the boy. Rachel watches as her boyfriend's small cock remains fully erect, pointing up at the entrance. Sophia grins over at her friend as she descends on her friend's boyfriend, taking his penis up inside her. The redhead drops her body, sheathing him in one go. He is now inside her and moans loudly in shock. It feels so good. Her cunt is like a tight furnace, burning his sensitive prick. She is searing him with the flame of her passion. All he could do now is hang on for his life as she starts moving on top. The girl fucks him hard and hisses in his ear as his eyes roll into the back of his skull. Do you like this, baby? You like how I fuck you in front of your girlfriend? Like how you're getting fucked by my pussy? I want you to come in my pussy. Her words push him over the edge and he ejaculates again, this time coming inside her vagina. He quickly fills up her womb with his semen, his seed coating the linings of her inside walls. Please stop already. He begs her but Sophia is still not satisfied. Her pleasure comes not from his dick but the control she has over him. She enjoys the power to fuck him, even when he doesn't want to be fucked. The redhead slams down onto him again and again, pounding him to a third orgasm, making him spew one more load into her hot pussy. Sophia has never felt so much joy in her life. The first time she sucked a cock used to be her happiest memory but that is nothing compared to this. She just got rid of her virginity and stole the virginity of the boy she loves. Sophia dismounts him and gets on all fours. Lifting her round ass up into the air, she says, Fuck my ass now, slave. I want you to stick your slutty cock in my ass and come. When he hesitates, she says, If you don't fuck and come in my ass now, I will stop being friends with your girlfriend and she will dump you. He turns to Rachel and she gestures for him to do what Sophia says.
Murphy just grabs her shapely hips and slides his lubricated dick inside her, using her pussy juices as lube. If her cunt was tight, this is even better. It squeezes around him like a hot glove and he screams in shock from how pleasurable anal feels. Come on, fuck toy. Fuck me already. You are my sex slave and I'm ordering you to fuck me. Sophia shouts, ramming her powerful ass back at him. Murphy gulps before he starts fucking her large buttocks, slamming his cock into her. He pistons in and out of her as quickly as he could go, feeling her ass grip him so tightly it's like she's trying to rip his dick off. Are you watching this now, Rachel? Your slutty little boyfriend is fucking my ass. Look at this whore's dick inside my asshole. Your boyfriend is my whore now. He is my slut now, Rachel. Murphy starts to cry as the humiliation becomes too much for him to bear. He is now permanently tainted, made into a slut who is fucking another girl in front of his girlfriend right now. The boy couldn't bear thinking about how hurt his girlfriend must be to see this scene unfolding before her eyes, even though she asked him to be her friend's sex slave. He has no idea she is horny from watching him fuck her friend and fingering herself to the sight, having her own orgasm the moment he spurts into Sophia's waiting booty, filling up the inside of her large ass with his cum. He empties his balls into her bowels before collapsing next to her on the bed. Sophia gets up and positions herself over his head. Then she starts to urinate on the unconscious boy's face. She pisses all over his forehead and cheeks. After pissing on him and marking him with her pee, she gets off the bed and says to her friend, Can you ever be with him again after what I did to him, you cuck? Chapter 03 Sophia has allowed Rachel to watch her cuddle up with Murphy's unconscious body during the next hour. Her pussy is so powerful that it knocked him out cold and he is still unable to wake up from his deep sleep. He just slumbers on for the whole night as Sophia caresses his body how she pleases. Rachel could do nothing but watch, as she doesn't want to lose her best friend. It humiliated her to see Sophia fuck Murphy. The fact that she got turned on while watching the illicit fuck is also very humiliating as well, and she doesn't know how it happened. How could she have been turned on by her boyfriend losing his virginity to her best friend? Suddenly, the redhead gets up above Murphy's head and does what she did an hour ago. She pisses all over the boy's face. This time, it wakes him up. His eyes go wide once he realizes that Sophia is urinating only him and as his mouth opens in shock, the beautiful teen pees directly into it. Murphy can now feel her salty piss hit the back of his throat and is suddenly reminded of the tea he drank. It wasn't tea. He was tricked into drinking piss by her and his girlfriend for the past several days now. Finally she is done taking her morning piss on his face and in his mouth. Finally he yells at her. What the hell was that for? The ginger only smirks at him. I did what you wanted. I was your sex slave, but no more of that. You forced me to do it with you but I won't let you push us around anymore. Then he turns to Rachel, who is sitting on a chair and watching. Baby, I am sorry you had to watch that. I warned you not to make that bet. But it's okay now. We already gave her what she wanted. If she's still unreasonable, I think you would be better off without a friend like her. How could you say that? Sophia is my best friend. Rachel mutters, much to her boyfriend's dismay. He simply cannot believe she is siding with her, after all that's happened today. It is crazy. Rachel turns to look at Sophia. We can still be friends, right? I kept my end of the bargain. I let you fuck my boyfriend like you wanted. You aren't going to fuck him again, are you? She looks at her very pleadingly, not wanting to lose her closest friend in the world. Her eyes betray the amount of pain she had just experienced not too long ago. 
This makes her redhead friend laugh in a bitchy tone. Are you serious? Do you really want to stay friends with me after I fucked your boyfriend in front of you? You really are a pathetic cuck, aren't you? Such a loser. Sophia taunts her and Murphy quickly cries out in protest. Sophia turns to him. What? You think you can stand up to me, baby, but you already belong to my pussy. I claimed you with it. Your cock smells of my pussy and tastes of it. You will never be able to clean yourself of my pussy juices. It has soaked into your skin and is now a part of your being now. She then leaves to get a shower as her friend and her friend's boyfriend sit in the room together alone. Murphy looks at Rachel and says, Please listen. I will clean my cock and get rid of the smell of her pussy. My cock won't taste of her pussy by the time I'm done showering. I promise, baby. Rachel doesn't reply. I only fucked her for you. You want to remain her friend and upholding your end of the bed is the way to do that. He waits for his black-haired girlfriend to say something, anything at all, but she doesn't. You gave in too easily. She finally says to him. Murphy stares at Rachel with a noticeably confused expression on his face. I only had to beg you briefly. You should have put up a much bigger fight but instead you just let her take your clothes off and fuck you right there. You are a slut. Murphy scoffs at this in disbelief. Rachel glares at him like he is a disgusting piece of trash and it hurts so bad, but he knows he can't blame her for being so upset right now. She was just forced to watch her boyfriend lose his virginity to her best friend. Honey, I didn't know what to do. I did not want to sleep with her but you were pretty adamant about it. I had to do it because I love you. He tells Rachel in a desperate tone. She still looks right at Murphy frostily, and he could feel the despair welling up inside him. What was he supposed to do? Ignore her? She was the one who told him to do what she did. He told her not to take the bet but she did and now he is the bad guy because he did what she told him to do, so she can keep her friend. And you come inside her too. How could you come inside her? Your semen belongs to me. I did not give you the permission to come inside Sophia. She continues to rant against him. So now he's also in the wrong for not being able to stop himself from coming? It is starting to grate on Murphy now and his face shows it. Don't you dare look at me like that. This is not my fault. You belong to me and I can lend your cock to Sophia as part of a bet, but what I never did was give you the permission to come inside her, and that's what you did. Rachel then leaves the house. Murphy sits there, still feeling dazed by all that has happened to him. He still couldn't believe he let his girlfriend's friend fuck him in front of her like that. It is just so unlike him to engage in such depraved acts. Before dating Rachel, he never even got as far as holding hands with a girl before. And then her friend took it even further and deflowered him. He is starting to get a headache now as all these thoughts swirl through his head. About ten minutes later Sophia is out of the bathroom. She smiles once she sees him still sitting there. Want to do it with me again, baby? She asks him. I was a virgin before you, you know. My best friend who you are dating, though, that one was a massive slut. She fucked half the guys in our year already. Her pussy is all loose now. It will never feel as good as mine. Constant pounding from those guys ruined it forever. She has a very arrogant smirk on her face. Once you've had it, you will leave her. I know you would. Why are you doing this? He demands angrily. She is your friend and you just fucked me in front of her. I had to let you because she begged me to, but she only begged me to do that because you forced her. You said you would stop being friends with her if you didn't get my dick. Why, Sophia? Why? Murphy is still oblivious and has no idea why she did what she did. He might be a smart boy but has always been clueless when it comes to this sort of thing.
because I've been completely in love with you ever since the moment we met and that bitch is in the way, Sophia says. He looks at her in shock. You heard me right. I love you, Murphy. I want to go out with you. I know it makes me a shitty friend to Rachel, but I can't help it. She places her hands on his chest. You are my slut now, Murphy. You have already started falling in love with my pussy. I have already marked your cock with my pussy juices. Your cock will smell of my pussy. It will taste like my pussy now, and Rachel won't be able to stomach it. She will dump you and you will come back to fuck me again, and we will live together happily ever after, baby. Murphy looks at her like she has grown a second head. Nonsense. Once I wash my cock, it will no longer smell of your pussy. He tells her and then finally gets up from the bed. He yanks his boxers and pants back on, and then stands at the spot where he picked up his clothes from. You can't tear us apart. Me and Rachel have a good relationship. I am sorry that I made you feel you should do something messed up like this, but it is really wrong. I can't fuck you ever again. He feels confident that he can make things right with Rachel. But is that what he really wants from the bottom of his heart? Or is he just trying to do the moral thing? No, he can't let her get into his head like that. Want to make a bet? Sophia asks him. If she can still be with you after this, I will stop trying to break the two of you up. But if she dumps you, you have to be mine forever. If you try to reject me I will rape you. I only have to do it once since you're already just a few steps away from being addicted to my divine pussy. Once I've fucked you again, you will be helpless to resist. My cunt will enslave you and turn you into my cute whore, baby. Your place is between my legs. I'll make you fuck me every day to show you that I own you and your cock is mine to do with as I please. Then she adds, By the way, my pussy juices has a very strong smell and flavor. You will never be able to get rid of it, no matter how much you shower. Murphy has had enough of this now and he quickly snaps. Fine. If Rachel doesn't want me anymore then I am all yours. He then leaves the house in a fit of frustration. The boy is ashamed to see that his cock is straining up against his pants at the image of getting fucked by Sophia again. He can't let himself get turned into her slut. No, he can't be her sex slave. She tried to steal him from his girlfriend but she failed. Rachel will come around and listen to reason once he gets to talk to her about what had happened. Because he has no telepathy powers, he doesn't know that Rachel's determined desire to be with him has been greatly weakened after seeing what happened between him and Sophia. She doesn't want to get leftovers from her friend but did not feel ready enough to say it to him before leaving. Sophia managed to read her mind easily enough though, and knows that Rachel would definitely break up with Murphy soon. Murphy would then have no one left to go to but her, and she will be here, waiting for him to come and fuck her again, and come inside all three of her holes in a row. Once he gets home, his mother sees the deeply bothered look on his face. He is still sure that Rachel would still want to be with him but a tiny sliver of doubt has wormed its way into his brain, and he can't shake it. Not right now. His mom just stands there and looks at him for a moment before asking, Is there something wrong, honey? You look like something bad happened to you today. He shakes his head, hoping it would be enough to convince her, before going to his bathroom. There, he takes his clothes off and takes a thorough shower to wipe all of Sophia's strong-smelling pussy juices from his cock. Twenty minutes after stepping into the shower stall, Murphy is standing under the water, feeling terrified out of his mind. Even though he has already used a lot of soap, the boy couldn't get rid of the smell of Sophia's pussy. It is still on his cock. She has marked him with the cream from her vagina like she said to him before he left her place. 
He angrily rubs it but her womanly fluids refuses to come off and he is still left with a used cock that now reeks of Sophia's hot cunt. She did make him her whore, but he isn't going to give up on his freedom now. He sits at the edge of his mattress after putting his pajamas on. The boy looks down at his feet as he thinks of what to do next. If he can smell Sophia's pussy on his cock, then so could Rachel. She has just as good a nose as he does. There is no way he can hide it. He can try using a deodorant, but then the thought of spraying that thing on his dick makes him shudder and Murphy rapidly casts it aside, just as quickly as it occurred to him. No, he will not be using deodorant on his penis. There is suddenly knocking on his door, and he looks up at it. His mom opens it and steps into his bedroom. She sits on the bed next to him and asks, What is going on with you? The boy is about to lie that everything is fine when she cuts him off. And don't you say that it is all okay, because I'm your mother and I know when you are lying to me. She looks at him sternly. He knows that it is true. His mother can be like a human lie detector and sniff out the truth so fast that it's kind of scary. He finally decides he is going to tell his mother the truth, because she will be able to call his bullshit if he lies to her. Do you remember Rachel, the girl that I am dating right now? Murphy's mom nods. He did mention her several times and even went over to her house. She and his dad could both see how much she means to him. Well, we went and played poker with her best friend Sophia. At first it seemed like harmless fun. I didn't chip in any money but the two of them did. But then Sophia proposed this crazy bet and Rachel took it. Oh dear God, his mom says. Please don't tell me she lost and made you pay up for her. Murphy winces and tells her that it is kind of like that. Kind of? What does that mean? It is very simple, Murphy. Did she make you pay for her losing? Seeing his expression, she then goes on. She did, didn't she? How much money did she lose? Did it reach a thousand dollars? Tell me it didn't. Oh God, my poor heart. I don't think I can handle this. I told you to never gamble. Your dad and I didn't give you your pocket money for that. It isn't like that, Mom. He attempts to explain, but then gets all tongue-tied. How is he supposed to tell his mother about what just happened? It was too crazy. Even he is starting to believe he may have hallucinated the entire thing. Sophia didn't want money. She wanted to have sex with me, so she told Rachel that if Rachel lost the game, she would have to loan me to her. I was the chip in their game. He feels so embarrassed hearing the words come. Out of his mouth but couldn't help quipping. You would rather have me bet money now wouldn't you, mom? His mother just stares at him in great shock. She didn't realize it was so damn messed up. Honey, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Did Rachel lose that game? Murphy nods slowly. So you had sex with her? You actually fucked your girlfriend's best friend? Again, he nods his head. That is unbelievable. I take it you must be feeling demeaned right now. She wraps an arm around her son's shoulders and holds him as he starts to cry. Sure, it's okay, honey. Relax. No need to cry. I'm here with you right now, Murphy. I'm right here. I feel so used, Mom. Tell me, am I a whore? I feel like I am. He mutters out all at once as she gently strokes his thin back. Only a slut would fuck another girl in front of his own girlfriend. Even if she asked me to do it, so Sophia would stay friends with her, I still shouldn't have done it so easily. His mother just grabs him a box of tissues and lets him wipe away his tears. He couldn't believe how slutty he was when he fucked Sophia from behind with Rachel sitting there and watching. Why does he have to be such a whore? He really shouldn't have come inside Sophia. Murphy, I want you to listen to me, his mother says to him. You are not a whore. 
It's okay to have sex. Don't ever feel ashamed of it. Your girlfriend was the one who told you to do it too. She sighs. You are a lot like your father. I can still remember how he felt after I deflowered him. I was very experienced and had already slept with many guys, but he was still a total virgin. On the morning after I fucked him for the first time, he woke up and started to cry. I told him not to blame himself since he couldn't have stopped me anyway. I did roofie his water, after all. Murphy is very surprised to hear about this. A few minutes later, his mother leaves the room and he decides to read for a bit and see if he can take his mind off things. It doesn't work very well and his mind constantly drifts back to the problems of Rachel and Sophia. His cock still smells of Sophia's pussy, just like she said. This is so bad. There is nothing he can do now. He has been tainted by her cunt. She defiled him and desecrated his manhood with her sticky nectar. He can't go back to where he was anymore. The thought of it all terrified Murphy. The next day, he decides to go and talk to Rachel to see if he can convince her that what he did with Sophia was just to uphold the bet. Maybe it would work. She might be able to work out a way to get rid of the scent from Sophia's pussy juices on his prick. He should ask her if she knows anything. The boy is feeling very nervous and hoping that this goes well. He does not want to lose the first relationship that he's got, but realizes he must be prepared for the possibility of that being the case now. He might not be able to reason with her after all. When he arrives at her house, he starts immediately. Baby, it was my fault for coming inside her. I am so sorry, but I couldn't stop myself from having that orgasm. Please give me another chance. I promise I will never even look at her again. Rachel exhales and lets him in her house. She then takes him up to her room, which Murphy takes as a good sign. The raven-haired beauty locks the door behind them and gently kisses him on the lips. Murphy relaxes and opens his mouth, letting her work her tongue into it. She folds her strong arms around his body and holds him gently. That's all I wanted to hear. She says to him, then gets down on her knees. This alarms Murphy, who tries to stop her. No, baby. I want to make it up to you. Let me suck your cock, she tells him. She unzips his trousers and yank it and his underwear down. Then she frowns and sniffs his cock. Glaring up at him, she snaps. You bastard! You didn't wash your cock after Sophia wrote it yesterday. How could you do this to me? Did a part of you actually like how she fucked you? Are you her slut now? Is that it, Murphy? I can't believe this. I tried washing it. I really did. He tells her but she wouldn't listen to him. You were the one who made me fuck her. I begged you not to take the bet but you did anyway. I begged you to just go back on your word but you wouldn't. I only had sex with Sophia because you told me to. So don't make this seem like it is my fault, because it isn't. It is your fault. He has really had it with her bullshit now and snaps at her with rage in his eyes. How could she force him to do what he did and then blame him for following her orders? That's it. I don't want you anymore. Get out of here and don't ever try to talk to me again. She says. He glares at her and then leaves the house, angrier than he ever was. This is too much for him. He can't be with her anymore. She is too much of a bitch. No more trying to patch things up. He can't if she is going to act like this. Murphy finds that deep down, he doesn't want to. She did not respect him when he asked her not to wager with his body. When he told her he won't do it, she said he would if he loves her. That was coercion 101 and he was an idiot not to notice it before. He spends the next couple of hours in his bedroom, thinking about everything that has happened within the past week and trying to find a way to sort through all the mess. 
Why does he have to be the one to figure it out when the girls were the ones who created it? Why his responsibility? Perhaps because they made this mess over him. He sighs and then thinks about Sophia. Rachel doesn't want him anymore so she is the only one left who does. Beautiful redhead Sophia. And he promised he would go to her if things didn't work out with Rachel, which they clearly didn't. He goes over to her place soon after that, still not sure what he is going to say when he meets her. She doesn't let him speak first though. The redhead smirks at him and says, Rachel could smell my pussy juices on your cock, couldn't she? She broke up with you, just like I predicted. Know what that means? Murphy nods and leans in. She bends down to kiss him on the lips and then withdraws, saying, You are mine now, Murphy. Now come inside so I can fuck your brains out again. He dumbly follows her in like a bimbo who is out to get banged. Later, after she's finished screwing his brains out, he says to her, Please never leave me. I can't lose you too. Sophia just kisses him and promises him she would always be here. He falls asleep in her arms, feeling more content than he has felt in a very long time. She makes him feel so safe in her embrace. He might not be able to get over Rachel right away but his heart and mind are slowly moving away from the girl as he starts giving himself to someone else. Someone who sees him as worth fighting for. He told Rachel he still wanted to be with her but she casted him aside, so he belongs to her friend now. He is just an object that one girl doesn't want but one does. Four years later, Murphy and Sophia get married and decide not to send an invite to Rachel, since that would only make things awkward for them. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.